Well, uh, it's my honor to welcome my fellow senior leader, co-equal, Kate Smith, to the platform, which I think, yes, let's stand and welcome Kate. I think it's very appropriate, honey, that you're preaching on this first Sunday of the Year of Wonder Women. Wow. Thank you, everyone. Let's go, Eve. Yay, yay, yay. Where's Rochelle? Is she here today? <laughs> Co Eve. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you um, to our prophets. What an amazing um, authority that you re- release those words. And um, we're just so blessed that we believe in the fivefold ministry gifts, the apostles and the prophets working together so that the, the church can be built up healthily. And so we love the word of the Lord to us and very specifically um, use prophecy as signpost for where the Lord wants to take us so that we can be a step ahead with the Holy Spirit. And this morning, I just want to speak for a few minutes on the word of the Lord, because the word of the Lord has been a very powerful um, tool, not only for me personally, but I know for many of you, the word of the Lord is the thing, it's the real deal. It's the word that, that supersedes any other word that we may hear, whether it's spoken word, um, written word, the word of God is timeless, as we know. And when God speaks a word to us through the prophets and through his word in the scriptures, faith is released in our heart and our, and our spirit agrees with what God is wanting to say. Our spirit is a witness to the word of God. We don't necessarily always understand what we read, but we can ask God to bring us knowledge and discernment and understanding so that what we can feel in our spirit as a witness actually becomes understanding and like a pathway to us. And um, I was just finding out about the, the year of 2018 and the numbers in Hebrew are 5778. And for those of you who study a little bit more, five is the year of grace, seven is the perfect number and the number of completions. And eight is new beginnings and 18 represents a prosperous year, as my friend Tamara just told me. 18 represents a, a prosperous year. And actually, it's the year of the wide open gate. It's everything that's already been said. It's a, a wide open year for us. And for those who've got ears to hear, if you will receive that for you personally and for your family, then God will be able to accomplish his word because you've said yes and faith has been ignited in your heart. And so in days of uncertainty, it's really good to know that we've got the word of God, the word of the Lord to us as individuals. You know, um, Everything is being stretched right now, yeah, in society. But the word of God is timeless. And the word of God extends to every situation in our lives. And we can walk through very dark circumstances and the valley of the shadow of death. But we can fear no evil because God is with us. And we can go through tumultuous 
political times and still be steadfast because the word of the Lord speaks to us in every season and every stage of life that we're in. And you know, the word of God grows in us. So when you begin to um, grasp the word of God to you as a young Christian, you can hold on to the promises and live your life by the principles as you continue. I still remember scripture that I learned and memorized as a teenager. I was encouraged to be disciplined to learn scripture. And um, we've been enjoying recently Shane and Shane, the artists that sing the Psalms. And when we were teenagers, when Duncan and I were first together, there was another guy, um, I can't remember his name, Ian White, who also used to sing the Psalms. And I can be going through the scriptures in the Psalms, and those songs come right back to me, the Ian White songs that I learned as a young woman. Because the word of the Lord, it goes in. And it not, it's not just something we recite, but it becomes part of who we are. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and active. It comes alive, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. You see, the word of the Lord released this morning is living and active. It will begin to pierce our hearts And it will divide between soul and spirit. And so my response to those words is, Lord, let those words come into my soul and my spirit so that I can receive all that you've got for me in in the promises of those words. It's, It's not a passive receiving and thinking, wow, it's going to be great. It's actually believing that the word of God is living and active and wants to come into each of you. The year of abundance and fulfillment and the wide open door in all those areas. And I would encourage you to go back and look on YouTube after today. And for those that are watching too, to go back and begin to Go through those words again and, and say, Lord, let those words become living and active in my life because I want to change and go from glory to glory in your promises this year. Psalm 119, I love that psalm. It's a very long one and it talks about the word in so many different ways. I'm just going to pull out a few. Verse 9, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. There's a guarding that comes that we take the word that's released and we guard it in our hearts and say, that's for me. I'm going to preserve what you've spoken. I don't want to have a year where I'm not stepping into the fullness this year. I want a year where I'm going to walk in and I'm going to guard those words as precious to me. Verse 105 I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. This morning as we were praying, Papa Smurf, I don't know where he is right now, but he was saying, may your words be like honey that stick to us. You know, may there be a sweetness to 
to the word of God that comes to our mouth, that the words of the Lord, though they may correct us, they're sweet to us and we receive them as honey to our mouth. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word, O Lord, is eternal, but it's a light unto my feet and a lamp to my path. You see, in in the Old Testament scriptures before Jesus came, God sent his prophets, didn't he? He sent his prophets to, to restore the call of Israel to the plans of God. And Jeremiah was one of those prophets. And if you read through Jeremiah, there's several times when the word of the Lord comes to him. And in verse one, chapter 1, right at the beginning, it says that the word of the Lord came to me. This is Jeremiah saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. That was the first thing that God spoke to Jeremiah that's recorded. That the word of the Lord came and says, before you were born, I knew you and I consecrated you and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. God wanted Jeremiah to know not only was he the mouthpiece for the nation of Israel, but he was also one that was going to receive from God the word of the Lord. And, you know, we need to be ones that where we're willing to receive the word of the Lord for ourselves, for our hearts, but then we're also willing to release the word of the Lord to others. And it goes on several times. And then Ezekiel, in Ezekiel, the Lord says that the word of the Lord, Ezekiel said the word of the Lord came to me. Again, the word of the Lord was very important that the Lord used the prophets to speak and to utter. But Jesus goes on to say that my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You see, through Jesus, we've been given the ability to hear the words of the Lord to our heart. We don't just need the prophets, although we do need the prophets. But we can't live our life only moving forward if the prophet has prophesied over me what I should wear today or what I should eat or where I should go, where I should get my coffee. You know, The Holy Spirit is within us and he has given us the ability to hear the word of the Lord for ourselves. That's awesome. We've all become ones that hear, that are like sheep that know and follow Jesus, the good shepherd. That's awesome. So if you think we a community of believers here in Raleigh, Durham, Hearing the voice of the Lord. If every believer in this room not only heard the word of the Lord, but they knew his voice and they followed him. Can you imagine what it's going to look like when we start telling the world that Jesus came so that they could hear the voice of God for themselves? That would be so powerful. And I want to just say that each of you, if you know Jesus You can hear the voice of the Lord for yourself, which is wonderful. Jesus, um, in Matthew, he talks about 
the man, everyone who hears the words of his in verse 24 and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Jesus, when we hear his voice, we hear his words and be the ones that respond. We're like the wise man who built his house on the rock. And, and similarly, if we do not receive the words of God, we're like the foolish man that built his house on the sand and it fell. We were just at the beach before Christmas and we had to drive on the sand to get to the house. And I could not believe how much sand was around the house. And I was like, how on earth could a house be built and be sustained? And then I realized, you know, they've got stilts and they're lifted high above, but buffeted by the wind and the waves and the weather that potentially comes. But Jesus said, if we will listen to his words and obey them, we're going to be rock solid. We're going to be built on a foundation that cannot be shaken. And I want to encourage each of you for 2018 that you begin to understand the word of God to you and you begin to hear. You not begin to be hearers, but you become doers of the word because you will be rewarded just like Jesus, that your life will be built on a sure foundation that will not shift and will not move with the weather and the times and the seasons because you know that your life is on Jesus Christ, the rock himself. And you see, we need to have our own daily and weekly moments where we hear the word of the Lord so that we can stand because the word of the Lord is for our instruction. Yeah, the word comes is given so that we can live our lives in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. It's for our edification and our encouragement. It's, it's for principles to live by. It's principles for your family to live by. It's principles that will keep you from stumbling. And it's food and it's drink and it's all sorts of things and it leads to humility and purity in our hearts. And it gives us vision and focus for our lives. You know, if, if you've been struggling and wondering what your future holds, you know, sometimes you don't have to know the details, but you need to know that you're following Jesus and his instruction to you. That's the most important thing because he'll open up the doors. Remember, it's the year of the wide open doors. But he wants a yielded life that's submitted to his word for you. He doesn't want you straying. He doesn't want you to be building your life on that shifting sand. But he wants you on the rock with him. Isaiah 55 verse 11. 
It says that my word does not go from my mouth. And, and shall, oh sorry, for my word that goes out from my mouth shall not return but void, but shall accomplish all that I want it, and it will prosper everywhere I sent it. See, the word of the Lord is living and active. It's more powerful than you could know. And it won't return void. And so as we receive these words this morning, the, the rhema words of God and, and the, the scripture that came through Isaiah 43 about doing a new thing and streams through the desert, we can receive that logos word and that rhema word, that living word, the, and, and then the logos, the written word. And, and we can say, Lord, May that not return void, but will you accomplish what you purpose for that to be in my life today and tomorrow and next week and next month? And I'm going to receive it as, as food and drink to my soul and my body and my spirit because I want to live my life by your word and not by the trends of the day or not what I'm reading on the media and believing things that aren't necessarily truth. Like whose truth are we talking about? You see, God's word is true and God's word has sustained ages, nations, different kings and queens, rulers, presidents, prime ministers, and the word of the Lord still stands. And that is like Jesus building his life on the, us building our life with Jesus on the rock. Whereas if we if we get swept away with all this, the politics and the thoughts of the day, we forget the word of the Lord that is eternal to us. So how do we respond? We need to respond by faith, of course. Everything we do is by faith in the finished work of Christ. our lives. Everything we've received is because he's already won it for us. Everything he's accomplished, Jesus did on the cross for us so that we could have full access to the kingdom. We're already in the winner's place. We've already received everything way above all that we are qualified for or entitled to. It's by grace we've been saved. Nothing we can do of ourselves. Isn't that amazing? So the word of the Lord, therefore, comes like a great flood to our life. And we receive it willingly and wholeheartedly. And we say, we don't want to try everything else, but we want your word. We want your word. So we come with faith and expectation in the so, so, so goodness of the Lord. We let go of disappointment. That's really important. In order to receive the words, you know, as Jesus told the parable of the, the word um, in, the, in the seed, of the sower, talks about the different, the word of God that can be choked by the, the weeds that, that steal the words of God. You see, if we're responding in disappointment and saying, well, that word never came true for me last year. Therefore, I have an expectation that this year it, it will be worse. It won't get better. 
You see, the enemy wants to come and steal our joy. He wants to steal the seed of the word of the Lord to us. And we have a responsibility to receive that word by faith, but to make sure that the cares of the world don't come and choke those words to us. And sometimes our experience of disappointment will stop us walking into the promises for this year. And we can look at others and think, well, it's okay for them. They got blessed, but not me. We've struggled. We've, we've struggled with jobs. We've struggled in our family. We've struggled with sickness. No, it's time for that to end. You have an opportunity not to compare yourself with others, but to say, I receive this word as a precious seed in my heart, and I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to cultivate the seed so that it bears fruit in my life for 2018. Amen. And just as that word about women being raised up and not at the expense of men, it's time for us all to be raised up in the body where each of us are coming alive and the word of God is active and living and is creating life and change in our lives and our families. We need to have our own daily and weekly receiving of the word by faith. I'm going to explain what that means in a minute, but in our family, we've got a family verse. And I would encourage each of you to have your own family verse with your kids and start off that way. Even if you haven't done it, ask the Lord for a, a family verse for you. And I know Max and Bronwyn have a declaration that they speak over their kids on a daily basis and they're the words of the Lord to, to their kids. But as is Isaiah 54 verse 16, behold, I have created the smith. Who blows the coals in the fire, uh-huh, there you go, and produces a weapon for its purpose. And then verse 17, we know this one, no weapon forged against you will prosper and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. And we've used this verse, behold, I've created the smith, that's our family motto who blows the coals in the fire. We're, we're called by the Lord to, to cause the, the fire and fan the fire of the Lord wherever we go and that no weapon forged against us is going to prosper because the Lord is going to refute every false word. And you see, what that does is that word has become living and active in our family. And we've established a line of authority with the enemy and his plans because we were already saying no weapon formed against us will prosper. Whatever God's called us to, because he's called us to be the smith who fans the coals. Yeah? And so what happens is we begin to establish our authority as ones who carry the word of God. And God wants to do that for each of your families, that you um, husbands and wives and mums and dads, you begin to lead your families in all that God has. And if you're single, you don't need to escape. You ask the Lord for a word for your family. And the family is starting with you right now, okay? As individuals, if you're on your own, you're not on your own because you have the family of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he's going to agree with you, right? 
Wherever two or three agree about anything on earth, it will be done. And the word of the Lord becomes real and it becomes experiential on a daily and a weekly basis. So we keep, we declare these promises over our life. That was a promise to our family. What are the promises of God that he's spoken over you as an individual and as a family? Do you declare those promises so that as the word speaks and it comes out of your mouth, it produces life and it goes to work on your behalf because it will not return void. And so make it part of your prayer life. And we used to wear those little bangles, didn't we? Push, pray until something happens. You see, there's no formula in that other than you're declaring the truth and the promises of God over your life, over your life as a family, over your life as a church, over your workplace life. We put our hope in God. We don't have to be looking for the circumstances alone because we put our faith and our hope in God. He's the God of the outcome, not our outcome. So this scripture of Isaiah, behold, I'm doing a new thing. I just want to give you just a little something I've picked up over the years. But you know, when you take a scripture like that and you begin to pull it apart for you as an individual and and for your family, what I do is I go through it line by line and I begin to say, thank you, God that you're doing a new thing. And they are springing forth in my life. I thank you that that word is true to my life. It springs forth and I don't see it yet, but I thank you that it's coming. I thank you for the newness of life that's coming to me and I receive it with joy. And I thank you that it's going to spring forth. Help her. Help me, Lord, to receive what you've got and what you've perceived for me this year. Because often, you see, we don't even know what God's prepared for us. But he wants to begin to speak to us so that we begin to perceive what he has for us. And I thank you that you are making rivers in my desert. The desert places of my life and my heart, I thank you that rivers are going to spring forth. I thank you for the waters of the Holy Spirit that are going to rush through my life. Where there's been desert, there's going to be new growth. Where there's been destruction, there's going to be restoration. Where there's been financial ruin, I thank you that you're bringing the release of finances. And, And you begin to speak it out. The speak it out. What are all the areas? You know, personal, corporate, And also things that you see around you in your workplaces or your families. Begin to be the voice, the spokesperson for your family, for your home. Allow the word of God to be like a river that flows out through you. That it begins to be your moment of prayer and declaration each morning with God. Father, I thank you as I am my car to work. I thank you that you're with me. I thank you for a new thing that's going to spring up in the business that I'm working for. I ask that you give me the eyes to see what you're doing. And I pray blessing 
and prosperity over this business, that it would be like rivers flowing through this business into the community. And what happens is faith starts to ignite you and the word of God is like that living and active yeast in the bread that begins to grow and bubble and you begin to overflow with the word of God, the truth of God, the promises of God. You see, if you'll take these, these words, if you'll take the word of God as a principle to live by, you're going to see your circumstances change. You're going to see children that have walked away from the Lord. You're going to see them start coming back to him. You're going to start seeing people around you placed into what God has called them to do. Because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for him to fulfill his purposes for our life and allowing his word to take, take root in our hearts. And when the word of the Lord comes to you, or when you get a blinding light and you get this encounter with God and the Lord speaks to you, can I suggest to you that you be ever so humble in the way that you bring that to someone around you? Because I've noticed that if people say, well, the Lord told me to do this, and I'm like, really, are you sure? Because what happens is the person that receives that is if you're not sure about that word, how can you argue? Because it was God spoke to them. So can I suggest that if the Lord speaks to you about something radical or a change of life, you know, changing your circumstances, can I just suggest that you go to one or two people around you and just say, I think the Lord might be saying this to me. Because if the Lord has said to you, you've got to go to Africa next month, I would want to have a little dialogue with you about that as a, as a pastor here. Because, you know, we can be so sure God spoke to me and therefore it's true and therefore I'm going to do it. But could I just suggest that maybe you just approach it by saying, I think God might have told me to go. What do you think? And you see, it gives us chance to dialogue because I'd hate to disagree with God. Would you? I'd hate to disagree with God, but I'd want the best for the person who is in front of me. And, you know, I've, I've been around long enough to know that there needs to be a few preparation steps to one moving to Africa next month. So sometimes if we pour a little bit of cold water on some of the words of the Lord that you've heard... Please be gracious because we love you and we want you to walk in truth as well. We want the Lord, Lord's words to be tested because if the Lord has spoken something, it will come to pass and you will pass the test. We don't have to be afraid of being disagreed by because the word of the Lord will stand. And if the Lord's spoken to you, then the fruit will come in due time. And so we want you to hear the word of the Lord, but maturity would say, let me just weigh this because this has really deep consequences. And so as we finish off today, allow the word of the Lord that's been spoken to be the beginning of something amazing for this year. Let it be 
A year where you're full of faith and expectation. No longer looking at the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I'm springing up a new thing. Let the Lord begin to do the new thing that he has for you. New boundaries to, to push through. New levels of overcoming. New levels of faith. New levels of expectation of the goodness of God being revealed to you. New levels of release. If you're a woman, we're looking for new levels of release for you this year. We don't want you to hold back. We want you to be part of this momentum that God has started. And part of our vision for She Gathers, which, which happens in two weeks, 27th, is to allow the voice of the woman the voice of the mother to be received so that every woman would know their place, whether it's pulpit preaching or whether it's serving or whether it's ministering to the poor in another nation of the world. You see, we want the word of the Lord to come to each of you. And it's not one size fits all, is it? You know, it's each person in the body finding their place each person. And before I finished, I, I, I just want us to respond in a way that we begin to say in our hearts, not only, Lord, I receive the words, but would you come and lead me for this year? Would you come and guide me for this year? Would I be open to the new possibilities in God? And so if we could just stand right now, I just want to lead us in that prayer today that each of us would be willing to receive all that God has got for us. And we thank you, Father. Let's begin to thank him for the words that he's released this morning. We thank you for each of the words that were released, Lord, through the prophets. I thank you for the year of the wide open door for every individual in this room and every individual watching online that couldn't make it today. But we thank you, Father, for the goodness that overwhelms us and we thank you for the new things that are being birthed. And we ask that you give us eyes to see and hearts to hear what we're going to receive this morning. And what we're going to receive for the year. That Lord, you would turn our circumstances around according to your word. That we would live by your word. That we would believe your word. And we keep praying until we see things happen. And I ask that you encourage every person in this room, Lord. Every person that you would birth it and that each person would fall on your words for this year. Thank you, Lord. And there was one thing I just wanted to do that I just felt the Lord wanted me to do this year because it's the year of the wide open door. One of my friends, Faith Wacoma, she said that for 2018, some of you may, may have seen this, that God is in, unveiling those that have been waiting for mates in 2018, for those that have been waiting for spouses to come for the last few years. And her declaration was that you will be seen and you will be found this year. And I just wanted to encourage you, men and women of God, that you will be seen and you will be found. And I just wanted to give an invitation for anyone that wants to be married or to meet their spouse this year that I'd like our ministry team and those that are married because 
everyone that's married always wants, well, I do. I always want everyone to find their, their true beloved because it's very powerful. And it's not that we're incomplete without a man or a, a, a woman at our side. It's just that God can do so much more when we're, there's two of us than is, if there's one. And I feel like in the spirit that we just need to break off this singleness and maybe God's going to put people together in this room and they're going to see each other for the first time. But um, everyone's giggling nervously, honey. <laughs> so can I invite anyone that's brave enough come on, this is to your respond moment. to this word? To come up to... Th- thank you. Come on, thank there we you. go. I knew it was going to start a flood. You thank started you, a flood. Well done. All right. All across the room. Let's have the prayer ministry team up as well, please. Come on up, prayer ministry team. Yeah. All up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Honey, you hit the nail on the head. Hole in one. That's a lot of... That's a lot more singles than I realized. Wow. Come on. Wow, that's something else. That's incredible. Well, well, you know what to do, everybody. You come up here single and you walk out of here as in pairs. You're like shoes. <laughs> You're like a shoe factory. Just look around. Just See, a joke. As Chris We're just Allen, having fun. As Chris Vallotton would say, take the hands of the person next to you, and if you like the feel of it, give them a little squeeze. (laughs) That's funny. All right, everybody, let's stretch out our hands. This is the year of the wide open door. Thank you. For every person that's currently single in our church family, who believes that God's called them to marriage, that this would be the year that they find their spouse and their spouse finds them. What they was will the be word? seen. They'll be seen. No longer hidden. You no will longer be seen hidden. and you will be found. Seen and we found by the person that God set aside for you from before time began. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' Thank name. You, Lord. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we agree together as a church according to Matthew 18, 19, where your son Jesus said, if two of you agree yes, on you, earth concerning anything Jesus. that they ask, it will be done for them by our Father in heaven. We ask you, God, for a spouse for every single person that's up here at the front this year in Jesus' yes, name. Lord. That we be overwhelmed trying to keep up with the numbers of weddings that are happening <laughs> in ne- either this year or next year. God, that you would just do an outrageous, Thank incredible you, thing. We break the power of every barren spirit, of every assignment of the enemy to try to stop these ones Thank having you, children, Jesus. to stop their progeny, to stop their legacy. Thank we you, say Jesus. no to it in Jesus' name. We release and command the blessing of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, over all of these people Thank up here at the front. We declare you blessed. We declare that you'll multiply, that you'll fill the earth, and that your progeny will rule over it and have dominion over it. In Jesus' name, amen.